Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad to have you with us. I'm Cassidy and as always I'm joined by my lovely co-hostess. Hello. And we're super excited for this week's episode because today we are going to be talking about Disney's latest animated feature, Encanto, which was such a pleasure to watch. It was, yes. I think, highly anticipated, at least as far as animated movies go, because yeah. was this the first animated movie Disney put out in 2021? Oh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, because the other ones were Pixar. Luca was Pixar, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Luca was Pixar, which is technically under the Disney umbrella. But yeah, but this is Walt studio. Disney Animation Studios. So yeah, yeah, and this is the 60th uh, yes. movie, which is like extra special. Um, yes. And yeah, it's been amazing because Disney has recently gotten into this cool vibe of getting into other cultures, which is like, first there was Moana with the Polynesian culture, then there was mm-hmm. Raya and the Last Dragon, which was a mix of Southeast Asian cultures, which is still amazing. Um, we talked about that too uh, yes. <laughs> earlier in the podcast, we did. This dives into Colombian culture, which is amazing. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. And I I love this movie because the trailers were really cool and fun when we watched the trailers. They were really fun. Especially the one part that always sticks with me is um, this kid being, maybe your gift is being in denial. And I'm like, I always (laughs) laugh out loud at that part because this child is like being kind of rude. And I was like, that is not a, that is a mean thing to say a child. <laughs> what did your parents teach you? It's also and very generally, frank and open yeah, as well. Yeah. It's and, also that. yeah, and for the most part, I think Disney has been very good with like trailers. Like I can't remember, yeah. at least for like the last several animated features they've put out, I can't remember like a bad trailer or like a trailer Absolutely. that didn't pique I my interest. Yeah, so I think true. like trailer wise, yeah, this movie was definitely... Um, it, it the trailers definitely made us look forward to the movie and even yeah. otherwise I think like you said Disney's been branching off into some newer territory for them at least yes. for exploring more diverse cultures and regions yeah. and folklores and things like that which is always really really exciting yeah, so I'm really sure. glad that they decided to make this movie and even more so that it was able to be released because I think this well, a lot of the work was done during the height of the pandemic and so yeah. with remote work it probably wasn't easy but mm. they pulled it off flawlessly I think like you wouldn't be able to tell that this movie wasn't produced yeah in a studio with like animators and um, yeah producers and all of that so yeah um yeah there's yeah. a lot to to talk about with this movie and we yes, have a there lot is. to say I think but um before we do um just our usual spoiler warning slash disclaimer before we actually get into our discussion but it's uh, on Disney Plus territory Yes, yeah, it's on Disney Plus for anybody who has access to it. Yeah. Um, and there are some other ways to see it if you don't have access to Disney Plus. <laughs> um, but um, if you haven't seen it, just keep in mind that we are getting into spoilery territory. Yes, so absolutely. Um, just be aware. And um, as always, for anybody who chooses to listen, thank you so much. We really, really, really do appreciate it. And I know we say that every episode, but, but um, it's we true. really can't thank you guys enough. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's so true. And we can't thank you guys enough for taking any time out of your day to listen to the two of us nerd out about the yeah. things we like. <laughs> that is absolutely so true. So again, 
thank you so much for taking the time out of your day your day to listen to all of it to, to listen to all of our ramblings basically and now without further further ado let's talk about Encanto because I really enjoyed this movie it was really great <laughs> I watched it in theaters twice before the theaters shut down in my area I was lucky enough to be able to go watch it twice in theaters and then again when it came on Disney Plus I watched it it's been super fun for me I, I really enjoyed this movie and I cannot say enough about the music and the voice talents in this movie because Lin-Manuel Miranda has just knocked it out of the park again it's beautiful <laughs> yeah and um again the voice, voice cast, cast is like amazing yeah. yeah Disney has always been really good I think with getting the right voice actors for the role they and have. getting they the have. right musicians um yeah. and like the soundtrack teams and like the songwriters and singers yeah. and all of that Absolutely. they've been so great especially in recent years so yeah yes. it's it's really hard I think to find any flaws with the voice acting no, and like, the agree. voice casting and sure, and all of that sure. and yeah you can't go wrong with Lin-Manuel Miranda so of course um, not he did the music yeah. for Moana and that was stellar. Yes. That was yes. and of course amazing. Hamilton, which was like the yeah. big thing that I think like yeah. a lot of people know him for, which also yeah. is on Disney Plus. So yeah, go watch that if you haven't seen it. But exactly. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Encanto was it was such a joy to watch. I unfortunately did not get a chance to see it in theaters. Um mm. it was, I think, showing in my local theater, but it, because of the pandemic and everything, it just all those things going mm-hmm. didn't didn't really work out. But um there's something I think really special about seeing a Disney movie especially the animated movies in theaters something about I think like the way the technology is now where everything is brighter sharper um and you know the animating process is also improving so I'm curious like going to see it in theaters was there like that's so cool I wish I usually don't go see movies in 3d just because um usually that the 3d shows uh sell out really quickly and then by the time they don't have (laughs) i was Um, lucky um yeah it was a 3d show and i absolutely it was amazing i loved it because i enjoy disney movies like i'm a a disney nerd okay and i think you and i are both disney nerds in this way because we we watch a lot of uh disney animated movies and they're amazing and uh, for me this was like wow okay cool I can if I can get to go watch it in theaters I'm gonna do it and I did it was so much fun I cannot it was really and it's an experience it definitely is and and this movie well here's the thing animated movies are kind of also meant to be watched in theaters because of that uh, because of the effort that's put into the visuals basically and it's um, it's right. amazing uh, when you get to watch it on a big screen especially in 3d uh, uh what i'm reminded of mainly is um there are some shots and we'll talk about the same kind of shots even here in this movie but there are shots like if you look at tangled if you look at uh, the movie tangled if you if you watch that in theaters the la- the floating lantern scene when you see all those lanterns yeah. come up in 3d yeah. it mm-hmm. is a sight to behold it, it, it is, just yeah. really I is think that's the thing too that like we were talking a little bit earlier like very briefly yeah. about like the way the animation has improved and so much yeah, like brighter and crisper sure. and sharper yeah. um yeah. I feel like that's the thing that I missed watching this movie mm. at home um yeah. watching it you know on a well at home you know you're from the comfort of your own house it's great yeah. but you kind yeah. of like it's not quite the same as seeing it on a huge screen yeah. with like those iconic shots blown up like that like you said uh that one from Tangled or um I always think of from Moana like towards the, the very end 
yeah yes you know, she's just oh, like walking God. and like the water is, is in the background and it's like a slow oh, walk um, or like from that... frozen with elsa like uh right after she thinks that she essentially just killed her own sister the whiteout the whiteout thing white that out. she did like, yeah. that is oh my god yeah, and so even in frozen so many... 2 because the, fro- yeah, the yeah her journey to Otto Holland in frozen yes. 2 that like the whole and also the whole shot of her stopping that wave oh my yeah, god yeah or like... even in like raya with the the whole yes. thing with um at the end where she and and all the other characters are just slowly turning to stone and then the last one oh last is god. namari and yeah, yeah so it's beautiful I, like, that's the type of stuff I miss. it's beautiful yeah. and it's so it's so much fun to watch even from like the comfort of your own house yeah. but like that you kind of i don't know it's not quite the same watching it on the big the screen is different watching, yeah. it's an experience yeah it's very it's very it. different so like i've yeah. missed going to see it in theaters and also I think like you said earlier we're both big Disney nerds so like every yeah. year we'd go and see like the movie in theaters oh yeah um, whatever movie it was that was coming out and this was the first time in probably I don't know eight nine years I just didn't <laughs> go because of the pandemic so it's I know like I know kind of breaking tradition which was a little mm. disappointing but I agree um, I think that the the nice thing is because of the circumstances they I think sent this to streaming much quicker than they normally would have I know so that's true it's nice to yeah get it sooner not have to wait until you know three months or whatever i think that came um, in on christmas eve this thing came to yeah. disney plus on christmas eve yeah i yeah i, I think it released like around uh thanksgiving in the u.s it did it so, did yeah um, you're right yeah yeah but yeah i again we'll, we're gonna talk about the how this movie was absolutely amazing because i mean you and i we really loved it and, and it's it's a beautiful story because and there's so much going on here but let's talk about a summary because I think the trailer told us as much, right? I did, this is yeah, a but it was also magical family. Yeah, mm-hmm. go, ahead. go ahead. I think no, I was just gonna say the, the trailer I think was good at piquing our interest without giving away a whole ton because yeah, we do yeah. know that it's a magical family and everybody has a gift except one Mirabelle. person, Mirabelle, who's our main character. Yeah. But yes. um beyond just knowing that and that like the house that they live in, which is also a magical Alive. house family, yeah. yeah. Um, we don't know a whole ton, but of course, that's yeah. why we watch the movie, right? So. Yeah, that's why we watch the movie. So let's talk about it. Let's have at it because, again, <laughs> such a good. I mean, there's so many themes and so many cool uh, elements in this story <laughs> that come together uh, when we watch it, and uh, there's. There's a lot of uh, deep messages which are subtle, but also not. So let's talk about that. Let's let's get started with that because I loved it. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it was it, such, a, again, such a pleasure to watch. I know I've been saying mm-hmm. that like a broken record for the entirety of this recording <laughs> already, but yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was so much fun to watch. And I think what's also mm-hmm. really nice is that um, the more like I guess Disney kind of branches off into more diverse territory the cooler uh the movies get not to say that you know like the classics are not cool or not good movies or anything like that but I think they were but this um, is a this is refreshing I'd like to say basically you know yeah yeah, and it's also I I think the first time that they featured like a a South American or like um any connection to like a Spanish heritage or culture which is really nice um Yeah, I'm trying to think that I don't think there's been any other like movie Not that featuring I remember. like a, a character like Mirabelle or her family, which was really nice to see. And also, I think the only thing that um, came close is the Emperor's New Groove, which is like ba- I, I wouldn't uh, that is based off of that culture, but not exactly there. We don't right. know that, for sure. but yeah, 
true yeah that's yeah so like this was really nice like you said refreshing to see um mm-hmm. it was also very entertaining to watch and I think yeah what one of the things that I loved was that Mirabelle was such a relatable character oh and yeah she I don't know there's just something about her like I just wanted to like give her a big hug like just reach through the screen and give her a big always hug. always I'd be like yeah. you're perfect you're fine um, don't, don't don't stress it out you're fine come here you're fine it was it was that yeah I agree with you so yeah I think Mar- Mirabelle as a character is amazing because I love how they've started this movie because it started with how the family got that gift and the miracle and then you see <laughs> up to Mirabelle's gift ceremony is what you see but then later you find out but I think we as audiences know that she's not getting a gift but we don't know what happened or why right but like she she fully expected to get a gift and it didn't happen and then (laughs) you don't see and then it's already she's past that time and it's it's time for her younger cousin's gift ceremony who's a sweetheart and we'll talk about Antonio let's talk about Antonio He's so sweet. Yeah, he's, um, I think what was really interesting was that Mirabel, obviously, like you said, you know, we know that she doesn't have a gift and we kind of see yeah. glimpses of her past, but mm-hmm. um, we don't really know the, the full picture, but um, she's still, despite being kind of like the oddball in her family, like the one person that doesn't have this mm-hmm. gift, she's still very upbeat, cheerful, and oh, she's yeah. clearly very, um, you know, very close to her family and still trying to do things to help them out. And so we see that very early on with uh, yeah. Antonio, who's like, you know, he's, it's his big day and uh, he's getting ready for his ceremony and his you know yeah. um what do you call it his his thing to receive the gift and obviously yeah. it's a big deal to the rest of the family but he's still kind of nervous um yeah and, so and I want to talk Mirabelle. about that too in a little bit because uh, I don't know why they make a spectacle out of that ceremony I feel like it should be something that's private that's something that the family should be involved in but not the entire town because that puts so much more pressure I right? have some theories, but um, but let's talk again, about that too. Yeah, let's, but yeah, yeah. Let's I was gonna say it was, it was really like sweet to see Mirabelle still kind of um, comforting Antonio and just being like, "Hey, yeah. it's okay. Like, I'm gonna be with you." And then yeah. uh, the thing that I always found kind of bittersweet was that you see kind of early on, um, mm-hmm. Mirabelle has kind of to a certain point come to terms that she's not gonna receive a gift and yeah, she doesn't have one. She has, but the rest yeah. of her family is so kind of like. Uh, used to having gifts that for them it's not even like they don't really stop to think about like hey, what it's well, like to well, not be... have one yeah, yeah yeah or like potentially alienating her and they just kind of see like this positive bubbly exterior that she has and they're like oh she's fine we don't need to do anything we don't need to change yeah. the way we are and I think um, again it's not necessarily that they're doing it from like a place of like malice or like I don't, with the yeah, intent exactly. to be mean and cruel I think they just don't yeah. realize that like she's lived her whole life without a gift and she kind of still wants one even though she's now much older and well past the age and I think she, she's kind of to a point come to terms with the idea mm. that this gift thing is just not going to happen for her um, yeah. but the rest of the family is like they're so kind of like the gifts like that they're just so used to them like the gifts are who they are that like they don't even stop yeah. to consider that like all this um, fuss about Antonio's gift could potentially be um, affecting her too so yeah because uh, it was everyone's really, yeah 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 it was bittersweet because she's still you know out there comforting her little cousin being like hey it's okay you got this like don't worry about it but then at the same time she's like internally you can kind of see that she's like 
kind of wish it was he's me. Kinda like, yeah, he's kind of struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why wasn't I given a gift? Like, what did I do? And so, yeah. And then just to your point about the whole gift giving ceremony, I don't know why it's um, kind of advertised and why it's made into a spectacle. The mm. only thing I can think of is maybe so when the family got this gift somehow yeah. the village that kind of grew around their enchanted house just I don't know whether the villagers started looking up to them for like protection and her guidance mm. or what or if that was something the grandmother Alma decided that she would do because her family had been given these gifts and she decided okay now Maybe. we have to like put them to use and use them for the greater good type thing but yeah um, I'm wondering if it was like because they they had the gift she was like okay now we have to kind of put it to use or like as part and of our way of like back. sharing it with yeah the, yeah, yeah like yeah. it's just like one way that they give back but mm-hmm. I think it's definitely daunting especially for somebody young like Antonio who's like what seven or five something? he's not very five. five okay okay much better um so yeah he's not very old and then to kind of be paraded and gawked at I mean not that you know people were looking at him to make fun of him but like mm. it's nerve-wracking for anybody I think and especially at it that is. young age um and you know there's so much pressure not just you know from the the villagers but also his own family members his own parents his, his own grandmother who's like expecting that he's going to get a gift and then they'll celebrate yeah. and it's like you don't even know what the gift is going to be you don't know how you're going to use it and like at that young age like you know I, I feel like it's probably more concerning than it is exciting because there's all these expectations and he's a five-year-old right so it's like what is he going to like how is he going to be able to handle those expectations and how can you expect him to work through them at such a young age and with like no um support system and and all of that yeah not to say that he doesn't have a support system but I think everybody gets a different gift so I think there's nobody that can kind of relate to him specifically um I think that's true for all of them yeah yeah, it's kind of like they can all relate to having gifts but like if you if you have questions of your gift who do you go to like yeah how does it how does it work right so um yeah I think it was definitely daunting for him and and Mm. as far as the spectacle thing I just I wonder if maybe that's just something that Alma started or maybe the villagers just kind of invited themselves over to see like or like as proof like here we actually do have these gifts and we're not just making this up to like gain Mm. some sort of power control over the village um maybe yeah yeah I I just I think it was it was really sweet that like Mirabelle was like kind of comforting him and being like it's fine don't worry about it but then at the same time it's like she knows that it's in some ways kind of not fine at least for herself yes. because yeah uh she doesn't have a gift and she's not getting whatever apparently at least at the beginning of the movie that's what she thinks and, and feels I think so um, yeah it was interesting to kind of watch her like kind of flip deal with the this two. Yeah, yeah I I actually agree with you because and the way the scene shifts from Antonio's gift ceremony to hers and her her remembering what her gift ceremony felt like it was like I felt that was a really good shift because you can really feel the weight of what happened to her in that scene because you're like you're looking at this child essentially and then for her to face such disappointment and then for and then you can feel the shift in how her grandmother treats her after this basically yeah I think the the really kind of depressing thing with that scene too is that when you see that scene you kind of watch the way everybody reacts to her magical door kind of disappearing and then ultimately getting any gift or having a door it's like it, it almost instantly goes from like 
you're not getting a gift to like almost like what's wrong with you like what did you do that you didn't get a gift yeah. not like what happened to like the encanto or like whatever that didn't exactly. give you a gift but it's more like what did you do like what happened or like what did you do something that caused this and not like did something else happen that caused this yeah. or whatever it was almost like they put the onus on Mirabelle for not receiving a gift yeah, and again that... when she went for her ceremony she was again probably like five or so maybe yeah so uh really really young and that's a heavy burden to place on a kid to mm. make them feel like they did something wrong yeah. and it's their fault that they don't have this miracle that everybody else has granted and also whether mm. or not the family well maybe not the family so much as Alma specifically did it intentionally or not uh that's a different Matter, I don't I think, know if she like intentionally said, did it but yeah it's we'll talk about that because I feel <laughs> like you and I talked about this just, uh, just off recording I don't think it was intentional but <laughs> I think subconsciously it's like I think I think we'll get to this when we talk more about the story because I think what Alma is conditioned to think is like we were given this gift and we have to make sure that we use it for good and if one of them and if you're not getting a gift, what use are you to this family kind of thing? And I think that is kind of a basic theme in this uh, that, we're, that we're going to talk about. And that's, like you said, it's a very hard burden to place on a five-year-old. That's intense for anybody, not just a five-year-old, yeah. but like, damn. Especially because I don't even know, like, if the family really knows uh, specifically, like, what they do to earn a gift yeah um, I don't think they do it's not really like they don't really make it clear that they know like okay I did x y and z and that's why I got this specific gift or I did yeah. x y and z and that's why I got a gift at all mm. to begin with and so yeah. to then kind of place the onus on this little girl who doesn't know anything and I mean she's just doing what she's told she's showing up for the ceremony and yeah. you know, the entire village is there to watch her it's a lot and then you know to yeah. have that kind of publicized and like kind of talked about because the entire village is in attendance is also like another thing so I think um exactly it was, it was kind and, of like sad yeah. to watch that flashback and see like oh this is the moment where everything kind of went changed for, for her, her. Because, yeah. yeah and then like you said too like kind of seeing the the very subtle shift but almost immediate shift in like Alma's demeanor and also her personality and her treatment at least as far as uh Mirabelle goes was like kind of sad to see because obviously yeah. again I don't think Alma's a mean-spirited person and no. I don't think it's that she doesn't love Mirabelle and all her family members but it's just like she was kind of like almost like the black sheep because she was like the one oddball she didn't have any gifts yeah. and they didn't know why and instead of trying to like figure out like why or instead of Alma or her other relatives saying like hey it doesn't matter we still love you you're so special even without a gift um they're kind of just like oh it's Mirabelle again and like I think the only people that kind of really still kept treating Mirabelle like a normal person was just her mom and her dad and yeah um, her parents were always like don't worry it's okay if you don't have a gift that's fine <laughs> and then Antonio too and yeah yeah he was also a sweet baby boy who was like <laughs> He's very close to her, basically. And yeah, I think yeah. I loved that. I absolutely loved that. I, I because... loved the scene where he was like, when he was getting ready to walk up to his door, he turns back to Mirabelle and he's like, I need you. And he's just holding out his hand, just like waiting for her to like walk up to the door with him. And I just thought it was so, so sweet. sweet. Because, 
yeah. yeah it's like at least somebody cares like not that the rest of the family doesn't care about her but again I think they're just so used to you know living with gifts and talking about it that when they see Mirabelle it's like oh well, she doesn't have one but that's okay because she's she's fine with it but it's like deep down she's not yeah. fine she's clearly <laughs> working through some I think things we'll and- get to that because oh my god I think nothing does this better because I think Disney I think the storytellers and animators have done a fantastic job of showcasing this, especially in that moment where they're like taking this picture and they don't even realize that Mirabelle is not in it. They don't realize it, but she's away. Mm-hmm. And then that's when her solo song kicks in, which, oh my God, is heartbreaking because she's like, it is. Yeah. It's just like, it tells you so clearly that she's not fine. She screams mm-hmm. it out. She's like, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. It's like, and she's waiting for the same miracle to touch her like it does the rest of her family because she wants to be a part of that whatever that is because she's always right. felt like the odd one out because of it again the storytellers have done such a good job of framing that whole thing because your heart breaks for this child because she's like dude she's hurting she's obviously hurting and she can't tell anybody right. because it's not an easy thing to vocalize like I know and like that's yeah again like that's like the bittersweet thing right like her family is obviously again I don't think they're all or any of them are really like mean-spirited yeah but I don't think they, they tend are, to yeah. kind of overlook her and I think yeah. especially her her relatives um mm-hmm. you know like her her cousins and and her aunts and uncles and they're kind of just like oh yeah you know it's fine like she says she's okay so she's okay but it's yeah. like she's saying she's okay but is she really okay did anybody have stop you talked and check to her and, yeah and, exactly like that like again like you mentioned like that picture like that was a really like subtle but yeah. great example where it's like they're yeah. all like, everybody's so like engrossed and like oh my god it's antonio's big day and he's getting like he got his gift and he's like yeah. it's amazing like now he's one of us and it's like but you like there's another family member who's like not even there like do you guys just like not care does nobody know i know or, right like, exactly um, and yeah, it was just, again, I, 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 some of like the ways that like the, um, stories presented, like some ways mm. that they've presented certain elements, I think is just so cool. And, and I think one of them, the things that you see a lot in the beginning is like Mirabelle repeatedly saying, I'm fine. I got it. Like I'm dealing with it. It's great. Yeah. I don't care. But like when you yeah. actually like listen to something like her song, for example, or like when you hear her and see her in certain scenes, it's like, she's saying she's fine because I think that's what the family expects but yeah. also because she can't vocalize like how do you say like no I want a gift and I'm upset that I didn't get it without sounding like a petulant kid exactly like, how do you say that like so many years after mm. and after your whole family has kind of treated you like you like you specifically did something that caused this like it's oh your God. fault that you didn't yeah. get a gift so I think there's like all these different elements that kind of prevented her from really speaking up about it and then mm. also like and this brings everything back to the surface because this is, I think, the first gift ceremony since hers. Like, <laughs> and that has got to be difficult for her to go through again. And for this little child to be like, I need you here. I, I need you here with me while I walk through this. It's like, I think that's kind of a moment because I just, <laughs> oh my God, it, it felt... It's tough, right? Because like yeah. she went through the same kind of walk and... and yeah 
in in her case she had nobody kind of walking up to the door with her and then at the end nobody kind of telling her like hey it's okay don't worry about it you don't need a gift or it's not your fault there's just something Mm. wrong and it's like a glitch or something it was kind of like she went up the door disappeared and then everybody kind of stared at her like oh my god what did you do like how could this happen but in this case it's like everybody was focused on Antonio and I don't even think it registered for them that like he's walking with his cousin who didn't get a gift and this must be as hard for her as it is for him because she's kind of reliving everything and she knows that that door is never going to open for her or show for her or whatever oh my god yes um it's most likely going to do so for her little cousin and then all the attention is going to be on him and I think Maribel's also doesn't seem like the type of person who craves attention or needs it or even needs like validation but I think she's just like waiting for somebody to kind of recognize that like hey I know I'm okay but I'm really not I think she wants to be part of the family too. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. She wants someone to at least validate her regardless of whether or not she has a gift. And I think that's what was missing uh, even up until now. Um, And it's like, this is when the whole thing starts where where she's the one to see the cracks in the house. Mm -hmm. And, And she's like, She's and then she's trying to tell her grandmother about it, and then it just doesn't happen again. And then and then the grandmother's just like, "It's fine. That's enough. It's fine. Everything's okay. Yeah. Hey, it's all good." Things... That scene, yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think one of the things that at least the uh, first time I watched the movie, one of the impressions that I got just kind of watching her interact with um, Alma and then, Mm -hmm. you know, especially that, like you said, seeing like the cracks appear and Mirabelle seeing Mm -hmm. it, but then like nobody else seeing it, the Mm -hmm. way um, her grandma kind of responded to that, it almost made it seem like, oh, Mirabelle, don't cause a scene, like you're lucky to be part of this family, don't do like, don't mess it up type thing, like, you know, again, and I don't think almost like a mean-spirited person but I think she's just so used to like everybody having a gift and like using it for some role or purpose or function to some end that like Mirabelle not having one just kind of like being there is like weird for her like she just can't process it the same way she can process like oh her daughter Peppa can like you know her emotions control the weather and and things like that and like her daughter Julieta can like heal people through food and like Mm -hmm. all of that and and um I, I think it's it's just she just can't process it the same way so she sees Mirabelle and she's like I don't know if she means to do this I don't think she does but the way her like the way she talks to Mirabelle especially in like those opening scenes of the movie it's almost like she's saying like you're lucky to be a part of this family like don't screw it up like just count your blessings like you're part of the family what more do you need like that sort of thing and it's um, a little yeah yeah it's sad to see and yeah yeah yeah. and especially because again like it's not Mirabelle's fault she doesn't have a gift she doesn't know why she doesn't have a gift but exactly it's not her fault and it's not like you know something that she could have prepared herself for or there's not really anything she could have done to ensure she gets a gift um it it just didn't happen and then so for her grandma to kind of almost ostracize her treat her a certain way because she doesn't have this gift I think it's a little unfair and I don't again I don't even know if Alma really recognizes that she's doing that I think she just I sees, don't think like, she does that's my thing she doesn't have a gift yeah I, I I don't think she sees that and we'll talk more about this because I think there's so much there's layers to this right because <laughs> it's just well 
Um, now, again, you talk about them, uh, you talk about them just being used to having gifts, but then you see Alma asking Pedro, her, her dead husband, about this mm-hmm. whole thing. She's like, I, I mean, this is, the, this is crazy. We have cracks in our house. The enchantment is weak and that's not good. We're vulnerable. And she talks about it to herself. And while she's trying to converse with her dead husband, and then it's like, she knows what Mirabel said is right, if that's the case. But then she doesn't <laughs> acknowledge that when Mirabel actually told her. And that's kind of another layer of what the heck is going on for Mirabel? you know? Like, right. Like, I think, especially with that, I think it's complicated because it obviously she's kind of the self-appointed matriarch of the family. And is. I think by default also the, the village. The village. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think because of that and because of her role or however she perceives her role, she's like, I can't, like any ref- or I like, can't show uh, weakness kind of yeah thing. like any indication of like weakness either within the house or within the family is like weakness on herself like on her part or whatever mm. so I'm wondering if like mm. she said she kind of just dismisses Maribel saying like we're not going to talk about this in front of people it's Antonio's special day just let him enjoy yeah. it that type of thing yeah. um and then you know later when she's by herself she's willing to admit it because nobody can see her it's like a private moment yeah or what it she is, thinks definitely. is a private moment and so she's willing to admit everything then because it doesn't matter but you know when they're with all the villagers at the height of the ceremony it's like she can't bring herself to admit it and I don't think she ever stops to consider what that means or does to Mirabelle it's more like she's not seeing it or she's not admitting to it because she doesn't want to kind of admit that the family has any sort of problems Problems. or the house has problems because that could potentially scare the villagers but at the same time by not admitting it or kind of just brushing it off like it's not a thing she's also You're brushing off just, your granddaughter basically exactly and hurting her feelings and not just yeah. you know like making her feel sad that she's not being believed but like it's again it's kind of like oh Mirabelle why are you like acting up or causing a scene type thing mm. like not in as many words and not quite as explicit as that but like that's kind of the impression that she gives off yeah, and I don't yeah. know again I don't think that's what Alma meant to say or meant to imply to Mirabel, I don't think but so. I don't get into that, that more. She's getting, yeah. yeah. So it's again, it, it the whole thing is it's complicated for sure. Like I get yeah. not wanting to alarm your, um, like the villagers, the people and, who and, you think depend on you, basically. Right. I agree. But by yeah. the same token, just brushing off a valid concern from your granddaughter just because you're trying to save face in front of an entire village isn't mm. helping her either. Like it's not. Now you're she's absolutely right. You know, she's thinking like, "Am I going crazy, or like, is it my fault, or is like something only I can see and nobody else can, or why won't anybody believe me?" Type thing. Exactly. And again, I mean, it's not really something that she should be questioned. I, in the sense, like nobody should be like, "Oh, Mirabelle, like, why are you talking about this stuff?" And that's not really happening. Like, why would she say it just for the heck of it? And I, I mean, know. honestly, if she wanted to steal Antonio's thunder or like cause a scene or like disrupt his celebration, wouldn't she have done it before? So like. You yeah, can even say exactly. that like she's trying to just divert attention from him onto her. So yeah, it was it was a little bit disappointing to watch, you know, Mirabel see these things and, and a couple of times kind of just go up to her family and be like, hey, this is like a thing. And then they just kind of brush her off and be like, oh no, Mirabel, you're just seeing things. It's not really a thing. They're like, don't worry yeah. about it. Just enjoy the party. And um, clearly she can't enjoy the party because she's seeing things nobody else can and she's not Oh crazy. my God, absolutely. So, 
But yeah, let's talk about uh, because I think the next day she's basically resolved to uh, save the miracle or whatever, and she's trying <laughs> to talk to someone who's uh, who's probably heard something about it, and that would be Dolores, her cousin, because she <laughs> hears everything. So. <laughs> So let's talk about that because it gives a good insight into both Camilo and Dolores because Camilo's a little prankster. He's a little he shit, is, but you yeah. learn to love him because he's he shapeshifts, basically. Yes. He can shapeshift yes, into I anybody. Think, but yeah, let's talk yeah, about Camilo, that. Camilo is a Maribel's cousin who, like you said, can shapeshift and he can turn into different people, which he does pretty frequently throughout the film. So oh, yeah, when he Mirabel does. goes to Dolores for information, she finds out it's actually not Dolores, but Camilo, who's turned into her. Um, and so she's kind of like said, trying to get answers and trying to figure out what's going on because she knows that despite whatever her family says, she saw yeah. cracks in the house and she's not crazy. And yeah. um, I think the really nice thing too is, um, again, I feel like I, I don't want to paint a picture that doesn't exist, but watching the movie the first time it was almost like the the family kept kind of like dismissing her again not from like a like desire to be mean um or dismissive but I think it was just um they probably didn't even realize that they were doing it or that their actions could be perceived in a negative way yeah but it seemed like Mm -hmm. they were very dismissive but despite that Mirabelle was like all of a sudden just like really really uh determined to like fix the house and like save the family yeah 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 like why because like they're not really doing anything for you um so again like not to paint a picture that doesn't exist but um it kind of felt like it's difficult with family though right because these are the people that you live with this is your family Mm -hmm. i mean and she's close to them too she is and not to okay i i think i think it's a different cultural mindset too to be honest with you because it's like um I think uh, the, I think uh, I'm not Colombian. I will not claim to know this, <laughs> but uh, I know that in most um, in most cultures, except for uh, except for uh, except for very few, family is like an important co- cornerstone. You can't just get rid of family because right. you feel like it or because it hurt you. I don't want to <laughs> take any names, but. <laughs> A lot of people have, uh, I've seen a lot of reviews on Tumblr that basically say that Mirabelle should have just dismissed her family and just gone her away. But I don't think it's that simple. What do you think? It's not. No, I don't think it. I mean, it's one thing if they're either being like willfully abusive or, Mm. you know, they're, they are being abusive and maybe don't even realize it, but it's not feasible. Um, and or safe to stay, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in situations like that, then yeah, absolutely, it would make sense for her to kind of cut ties with them and go her own way. But her family yeah. isn't um, a mean-spirited family. Like, they're not being no, exactly. willfully, like, rude to her, or like, they're not kind of, like, I, you know, Like you said, I don't think they her. realize they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it, it's, it kind of just comes again from, like, um, a, a place of, like, like having a gift and using it is kind of their norm like that's just what they're used to and so for them they don't think about like Mirabelle who's spent her whole life in a way like maybe figuratively speaking like in their shadow in the sense like she doesn't Mm. have a gift and she's apparently never going to get one or so it seems and so she's just kind of resigned herself to like okay I'm never going to get one I'm never going to be as useful as my family but 
I'm going to do the best I can, but they just see her as like kind of the black sheep. And, and again, yeah. not in a mean way, but like, oh, poor Mirabelle, she doesn't have a gift, but you know, she's trying her best, like that type of thing. So um, I, I think it's it's different in her case because her family isn't like actively, you know, hurting her or abusing her physically, emotionally, whatever. Um, but it, it's just, it, you know, it, it's tough, I think, for them to understand where Mirabelle is coming from. And I don't think they understand that even though she says she's fine, like she can say yeah. one thing, it doesn't necessarily mean it's true, right? No, so absolutely. I think that there's just like a disconnect in, in probably the way her relatives um, kind of view or like what they think they know of her mm. versus what mm-hmm. they actually know of her. Um, yeah. So I think in, in her case, it I don't know that it would have been as easy as just cutting ties because, yeah. again, I mean, she does love her family, you know, and yes. it's not like they're consciously being a little mean or forgetful or, or whatever, but um, it's just, again, it's, it's probably what they're used to. It doesn't make it right, but um, they're just used to being a certain way, doing certain things, and unfortunately, by nature of what's going on, Mirabelle can't do certain things with them or relate to that because she doesn't have a gift but I don't think leaving really would have changed anything because then especially if she had left on you know bad terms I think a part of her would always be like well if I'd done anything differently could I have stayed like there always be like a what if type thing looming in the back of her mind like could I have done anything differently to to have stayed or like mended uh, ties with them Mended or whatever my relationship so. with my family without having to go through this exactly right. yeah so that's always difficult but mm-hmm. the one clue think, yeah go ahead go ahead oh no I was just gonna say like you said too I think culturally it might just be a different thing like I mean yeah yeah I think in our culture family is very important and yes. there's you know there's disputes there's fights there's whatever but it's almost unheard of I think well maybe not unheard of but I think within like my it's own very experience rare. I think no, yeah, it's rare. yeah it's, it's like very rare to see any sort of like falling out or like you know disconnect where somebody like purposefully cuts ties from their family for any number of reasons because family is usually kind of like such an integral part of life and and all of that that you know any sort of dispute or disagreement whatever it's like we're going to work through it because cutting ties is not really an option so Mm. um again I'm not Colombian I don't know too much about that but I'm wondering if that's also like a factor where it's like whatever struggles they have family so important to them that they're willing to work through it or maybe um, yeah talk about it whatever because the idea of any one of them just kind of leaving completely or like not necessarily leaving but like just purposefully cutting ties and like never seeing them again um is like really hard to fathom um but you know surprisingly enough with this family maybe not that hard because of Bruno like come on we'll talk about that too because I think when you mentioned that it came to mind that Bruno did um basically just leave he disappeared he did, but yeah. then but then there's an element He's to also, that that we'll get into yeah. later um, yeah it's a little but, bit of an interesting case <laughs> yes it is because I think and then that's when uh Louis that's when um Mirabel finds out that Dolores hasn't heard anything, but she did hear that Luisa may be worried about the magic. And Luisa is 
Mirabelle's super strong older sister who I love oh my god yes. that design beautiful oh my god yes oh my god I mean it's such a small thing when you think of like in like the grand scheme of things it probably yeah. uh doesn't like change that a whole lot like, story design, though. <laughs> that's what I'm saying like it looks like story-wise like you know yeah. like, even if they had drawn her differently but she still yeah. had like the same gift I don't think story-wise yeah. I don't think anything would have changed but it's just like you know the attention to detail and like oh my god they purposefully yes. animated her a certain she way made which her I love. Ta- they made her tall um, and like all and buff, muscular yes, which, which I so love amazing. which is like oh yes. my god like Louisa my goodness help me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, but I I love Louisa's song because I think we've talked about this so many times off recording. But we that have, song, yeah. because oh my god, I, it doesn't sound like it when she's singing it. But damn it, that's a cry for help. The child needs therapy, is, yeah. y'all. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I think what's um, again so nice is that the film does this kind of subtly through song without you know yeah, Lisa yeah. Alright coming being like hey I'm not okay and I need help yeah. Um, but yeah I mean her thing is you know she's super strong and uh everybody kind of looks to her to do certain things and she's always yeah. done it because like that's her gift and that's you know what she, she does knows but, how to use it. Um, yeah pretty much yeah, yeah but like just because she's doing it and just because you know she's smiling on the outside doesn't mean she's feeling it or feeling as happy mm. on the inside and I think this is the yeah. first time she's kind of admitted it that like hey I'm not okay and uh, I think because the song some is of really the words in and, that song, man, like yeah, I was... yeah, and I think also like I mean, it's it's so fitting, right? Because like her gift yeah. is just being super strong, holding things up and yeah. stuff. But even though she's doing it, she is like she literally sings about like you know struggling underneath the pressure and kind of crumbling yeah. a little bit each time. And it's like her, you know, it's part of it is like you know a literal thing like yes like the weight of the things that she's holding up sometimes does get to her but also like exactly. like she's struggling under the expectations and the pressure that her own grandmother puts on her without maybe even realizing that she's put it on her so exactly. um I think the song was a really creative way to do it and also it's just a catchy song even if it's it a little is. bit oh. depressing because it's like is that a cry for help <laughs> yeah because oh my god I think the first time I listened to it I didn't catch the cats all the words but then the second or third time you listen to it I'm like shocked at how how much pain that song holds unfortunately because yeah, it's like, like a kind of like upbeat positive sounding yes. song, and it's like you just see it it's like okay the just tempo is upbeat the, but then yeah. like you listen to the words and you're like I'm pretty sure I'm worthless if I can't be of service like dude that is not okay for you like yeah. no don't do this like I just it hurt it hurt I mean like and it reminds me of another character and I think I've told you about this a million times yes. already but oh my god but yeah I loved it I love how it I love how she expressed that and I love how at the end when Mirabel just hugs her and she says you were caring too much Louisa just hugs her back and like, yes I know I'm doing too much but I think I have to and then she finally admits that yeah I think uh I think there is a problem you might want to she gives her a clue basically like go to Bruno's tower and find out what's going on because I think this whole cracks thing has happened once before and this uh, that's where you'll find out what's going on so let's talk about that too I yeah, think so Louisa's really is, a gentle giant kind of person. She is. She's she's so sweet. And yeah, I mean yeah. it was really again like that song was 
such an upbeat fun sounding song but when you yeah. like you said like listen to the lyrics it's like oh that is very much a cry for help and like yeah exactly. give her to therapy or like give her a punching bag to like punch out her feelings for a little bit or something exactly um if she's the punching feelings out kind of gal you know yeah. like someone else we know like i know <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah so uh, yeah, to, to, to Bruno's Forbidden Tower and Bruno of course is yeah. like the one Uncle of Alma's uh, three yeah. kids who yeah not disappeared or was kind of like kicked out or made to, mm. to to feel unwanted because his whole gift yeah. was um, kind of like yeah prophecy yeah. or like foresight or whatever you want to call it and yeah. so people would interpret it one way and then it would either like happen and it was usually a negative thing or like mm. it wouldn't happen or whatever the case was. And um, he was kind of made to feel unfortunately unwanted. And so yeah. at the start of the story, he hasn't been, it's been like what, 10 he years hasn't or been something? There. And, yeah, it's been about yeah, yeah, 10 it's been years. Like, it's been about 10 yeah, years. it's been like a long period of time. And he just, nobody talks about him and he just, he's not part of the family, like mm. in the house. Oh, there's a literal um, talk so, about it though. Yeah. Yeah, which is really funny because it's like we don't talk about Bruno, and then I think like somebody on Tumblr made a post about, and then like they proceed to sing a whole song about him, which so true, really catchy song. But it's like you guys said you weren't going to talk about him. Now you're just but you're singing about him. So maybe you're you can't talk about Bruno, but you can sing about him. Sing about Bruno, yeah. Like, but still, Lin Manuel Miranda has outdone himself. Thank you. Oh my god, he's Um, he's amazing. I don't know how he does it. It's like all of his songs are like, it doesn't matter like whether it's for like Hamilton or like Moana. This it's like they're all amazing. Beautiful. Um, Like oh my god, it's amazing. But like yeah, yeah. yeah. So (laughs) there's this whole thing, of course there is, and then and then let's add to the fact that um, they're expecting an engagement for Isabella uh, who is who is Mirabel's oldest sister and who can basically grow flowers right. so let's talk about Isabella a little bit because I'm conflicted about her and I think we talked about this too so let's let's discuss a little bit yeah she's again a, a complicated character because mm-hmm. I think the more you watch this movie the more you realize that Alma has kind of put some unreasonable expectations on the family. On everyone. And, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, you know, how they use their gift and all of that. And I don't think she realizes that she's done it, but like the rest of the family just kind of carries on. They just do whatever it is that they do and they use their gifts yeah. and however they can and, and all of that. And um, Isabella is kind of like the perfect golden child. Like, you know, she's, I mean, beautiful. I think part of it is, she she's beautiful. And, 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 yeah, and yeah. She's perfect. And, Basically, yeah, I think part of it too is like how Mirabel sees her. Like she's kind of always oh, like, yeah. "Oh, Isabella is the perfect child," and I'm just kind of like in the shadows or like in the background yeah. all the time, like that type yeah. of thing. And um, I think there, I think at, a, at an earlier point, Bruno had said that like, um, I so I can't remember if he said that Isabella would get married, but I think part of one of his prophecies said that like. Dolores would meet a man, but he would be betrothed to another, even though she yeah. really liked him. So yeah. um, there's like some confusion, I think, over what his prophecy is going to work mm. out to be. But usually yeah. they don't mean anything good. So the family kind of just doesn't talk about him. They don't have any contact with him mm. and they've kind of booted him out. But yeah, at, at the um, middle point of the film, you know, after I think, um, is it after? It's, I believe it's after. Um, Maribel goes to like Bruno's towers yeah. and yeah and, it is after uh, she like she's in Bruno's tower and she finds like a tablet 
that I think we, it was a like part of one of his prophecies mm-hmm. yeah, 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 and it yeah. contains a picture of her so she's like very confused yeah. so she's trying to get answers but unfortunately the only time she can do so is at this event where I think Isabella is going to meet the neighbor's kid who's like the the betrothed or whatever you want to call him whatever like you want to call him the, intended the they're kind of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. basically um and yeah. so poor Mirabelle is just trying to get more information ask questions uh nobody in the family is really too interested in helping her Louisa's still a little bit like shaken by everything that just happened and uh Isabella's not really volunteering any information Alma's just kind of like oh Mirabelle's causing problems again do I need to move your seat like in a way uh, almost like condescending like again yeah. I don't think she means to be and I don't think she's a mean person I just I don't think she realizes she's doing it because like she, obviously this is something so that's important either. Yeah. Year about. But yeah. like she just she just wanted to ask a question and maybe like regardless of whether or not it's the right time or right place um it just felt kind of wrong that Alma wasn't even letting her ask a question and she was like so focused on like this has to be perfect like it's Isabella's big day and like yeah. if this proposal doesn't go off flawlessly like then we're all screwed like it was a very weird thing to watch because it's like exactly it's a proposal, lady <laughs> I know and let it happen on its own like come on yeah yeah like let it happen on its own but also like why does like like why does it need to meet your standard of perfection like Isabella is the one who's going to be accepting supposedly so like shouldn't it meet her standards and like all of that and um, did you even ask Isabella if that's what she wanted like I mean I don't think anyone asked her I think that was also a problem I think yeah so there's two things here because I think um I think yeah the proposal proposal is kind of ruined because uh, because uh, Mirabel figured out that Bruno's vision, uh, last vision was about her and the vision <laughs> basically showed cracks in the house and that it was, and that she was very much involved in what was going on here. <laughs> so that secret breaks out during the whole family dinner scenario and it's just right. when everything's faltering and people and people are losing their gifts too or losing control of their gifts and stuff like that because the right. cracks are not going away something's wrong and all these <laughs> things are happening and it ruins the proposal and it's just a me- it's just a messy situation here and right. so let's talk about that a little bit because there's a lot going on in this scene, honestly. There is, yeah. So I think like the proposal dinner kind of just goes haywire. And I, yeah, I think um, afterwards, uh, Mirabelle is talking to her family and, and she's kind of like concerned, obviously, because, you know, this is a huge thing that nobody else is really believing her about. But her parents mm-hmm. are kind of willing to like stand by Listen, her and be like, even though, yeah. yeah, like we might not see it, like, don't worry about it. You're not crazy. Um, mm. And uh, like, I think the more she talks about it, like kind of the more haywire the house goes and it's just like yeah. kind of, you know, throwing things off and and like, you know, people are, of course, like you said earlier, like their powers are going haywire and all of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think kind of, so earlier we were talking about Isabella and one of the things that makes her yeah. a little bit of a complicated character. And this is kind of yeah. related to that because yes. um, I think at one point Dolores mentioned like rats hearing things or rats talking yeah. about things. So then Mirabelle sees rats and yeah. she makes she the connection them. and like follows them. Yeah, Bruno. And, yeah. Um, yeah, she actually ends up finding Bruno, which is again, a, which a complicated- Which is another layer. Yes. Like, Let's yeah, talk about yeah, that too. Yeah, so it just it just makes the whole situation, I think, more complicated because I think one of yeah. the things like earlier when we were talking about family and we were talking about how I think family was such an integral part of 
presumably, mm. um, you know, their culture and, and, and all of that, even though Bruno has essentially been ostracized, he hasn't left. So his family hasn't yeah. seen him for 10 years, hasn't had any contact with him for 10 years, but he's been living in the house this whole time for 10 whole years, just in the house because he loves his family and he couldn't bring himself to leave them, which I think is so yeah. depressing. It and is like, depressing. He had to sit there it's so sad. And, like, yeah, he had to sit there and listen to his entire family supposedly Talk sing songs about, about him, who yeah, himself, exactly. and they did that, and like, yeah. um, you know, and he, he's living in his own house, but he essentially, like, he can't do anything. He can't talk to mm. anybody. He can't really, I mean, I'm assuming he has ways to go out and, and things like that, which it seems, you know, the movie kind of shows that there is a way out of the house um, without being mm. seen. Uh, but it's just, it's so depressing that his entire family just doesn't have any contact with him and they don't know where he is in the whole time. He's been right under yeah. their nose. But, yeah. um he's kind of made do because he's he loves his family and um he doesn't want to leave and he just kind he of, kind of feels put. like he can't interact with them which is so depressing mm-hmm. like you said oh my god yeah yeah because yeah, he's been right there the whole time and like part of me wonders like I mean obviously again I feel like I'm a broken record saying this but I don't really think our family tra- like Mirabelle's family wants to be mean or that they're trying to be mean I, think I don't just think so either certain ways like they they just say and do certain things that can be construed as like mm. a little bit maybe thoughtless um and I think their treatment of Bruno is one of those things I think the family yeah. probably does care about him but they're so busy like because the gifts are such a huge deal to them and they're so busy kind of looking at like the gift like his particular gift and how he's kind of ruined certain things with it in like ruined yeah ruined in um, double quotes yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that For like sure. they don't even realize that like kind of the way they're talking about his gift is almost is almost like they're they they might make him feel like he they're referring to him as a person too and so mm. um i i don't know that they the rest of the family realizes that like when you talk about his gifts in a negative light maybe he's taking that personally and maybe that's what leads him to to run away or whatever but like part of me wonders like do they even like, does anybody seem to miss him? Like, everybody's like, oh, we don't talk about him. Okay, fine. But, like, do you care? Do you miss him? Like, he's a son, a brother, an uncle. Like, obviously, the, the kids probably won't know him because, well... The younger kids don't. don't even... Some of them do. Like, Mirabel kind of remembers Bruno. Camilo mm-hmm. and Dolores do remember Bruno. Yeah, I think Antonio um, wouldn't... Antonio but, doesn't know Bruno at all. Yeah. He doesn't know Bruno. Yeah. Which is really sad because they're family, right? So it's like you don't even know your own uncle because the rest of your family was either mean to him or dismissive of his abilities. And then exactly, dude, he spent a decade hiding in your house, but too scared or like too afraid to leave because he still cared about everybody, even though supposedly nobody cared about him. Like that's a really depressing thought. Mm. But um, it's it's really kind of like if there's I think any silver lining, I think it's that even though the family's kind of painted him in one light, he's actually like a really wholesome, really nice guy. Like he helps Mirabelle and he's like very like, I, I mean, at a certain point, I think she talks him into like, you know, using his gift Seeing and, and giving another vision. Yeah. yeah. But like he still but does this, it, even though he's kind of like yeah. against it. But this is kind of where Isabella comes in because as part of the vision, um, he, they see Mirabelle embracing another woman. And so yeah. um, Mirabelle assumes just based off of like, that one kind of scene or whatever that the whole gift or like the, the way to fix the house is just to apologize to Isabel. Sorry, Isabel. Yeah. And so uh, that's 
kind of like she she interprets it that way and so she decides she's going to go do that and so in the process of trying to do that we find out that Isabella doesn't actually want to marry um and yeah. she's not as perfect as she seems because that's again kind of like this role that her family and or her grandmother has kind of forced her let's in. talk about that yeah. because that's really interesting because again this is a this is a again a very catchy song but the lyrics are like so uh it gives you such an insight because she's like what if I could grow something that I was feeling in the moment? But like that is like that. I don't think it ever occurred to her. And then there's Mirabelle's line in the song where she's like, you just seem like the person where everything seemed good right from when you opened your eyes. And now I understand that that wasn't the case for you. So like, it's just, I mean, I love how they wove all that into these songs because this is why I love musicals. Musicals are great fun because of stuff like this, honestly, because like, it's just incredible. And I, again, Isabel is a very complicated character that doesn't excuse how she treated Mirabelle up until now, but I don't think she realized that she was being condescending. I don't (laughs) think she did it on purpose. I don't think she, but I don't think she realized it. But at least here, (laughs) she's like, She's she's at least um, taking Mirabelle's words into consideration, and then she laughs with her. She's like, "Hey, you're a bad influence. Stop doing this to me," kind of thing. It's it's a right. sweet moment, which is like fun. Yeah. But let's I talk mean, about think, that because yeah, yeah. Like you said, I don't think just because she's feeling certain pressures, like I don't think that excuses her treatment of Mirabelle. But yeah, um, like you said, not. I don't think she also realizes necessarily that she's being uh, kind of like flippant or rude to, yeah, to Mirabelle yeah, I think yeah. it's like for them the dynamic is you know they're they're sisters so yeah. she's kind of like you know I, I get that Isabella is struggling through all these pressures and, and she's you know trying to work through all these things and kind yeah. of navigate all the stuff but um mm. it, it was nice to see that like she finally kind of I guess like the two of them rather kind of reach this like understanding um, at that particular scene where it's like yeah. okay like we kind of see where the other is coming from and like they understand each other a little bit better whereas before it was just like Mirabelle always viewed Isabella as like the perfect golden child like the older sister Mm. was like flawless good at everything she does and that was kind of the same role that like the family kind of put on her like oh you know yeah yeah, like darling Isabella like the perfect you know most beautiful girl and like all of that and like deep down nobody ever stopped to ask her like what do you want like how do you Mm. feel like that sort of thing and so like this moment between the two of them and like especially the song was like the first time um she was really expressing I guess some of her own inner desires and so I think yeah um it was really nice to see her kind of opening up a bit but again it doesn't necessarily yeah. excuse how she treated Mirabelle because Louisa was mm. also struggling and Louisa was not treating Mirabelle the same way yeah but again there's also this thing where it's like you know especially with little kids I think it's more common but um sometimes you know people just emulate other people that they grow up around or spend a lot of time with yeah. and the more people that kind of not necessarily be purposely rude to Mirabelle I think the more other people will pick up on that and it's just like kind of a thing that that just happens again I don't think anybody think really so. intended to be rude yeah. or, or kind of thoughtless mm-hmm. with regard to Mirabelle's feelings but it just again kind of happened like nobody really yeah. stopped to consider like hey she doesn't have a gift how does that make her feel and like two we're like constantly talking about her gift uh I mean our gifts and we're constantly using them and, and kind of showcasing them and showing them off to a certain extent and this poor girl is just you know sitting here and, and she's not she can't relate she can't do anything and also the exactly. few times she tries to help she's like dismissed I think wasn't there a point where Alma like I think at one point was like 
Mirabelle like just go to your room or something and like don't like ruin this or something or maybe not thought quite not like in that, those but, words but um, yeah yeah but I think like yeah. right before the 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 lunch with uh the the fiance's family um mm-hmm. she was like I think Louisa was like having a little bit of like a nervous breakdown and almost like Mirabelle what did you do yeah. or like she kind of again whether or not yeah. she meant to place the blame back on Mirabelle even though it was like it's not anybody's fault Louisa's having a nervous breakdown like yeah the poor child needs help hers. Come on. Come yeah, it's probably almost fault if, if if anybody's, but um yeah, it just um there there's a lot. Like yeah. I, again, I I apologize that I've just been saying this like so many times. I just I don't think Alma's a mean person. I just I don't no, think she understood ab- how her actions were yeah. hurting Mirabelle. And so she kept doing that. And not things just Mirabelle, it was hurting thinking. everybody, which mm-hmm. we'll get to because what yes. uh, this whole incident with Isabella leads to a big blowout in a huge way because like mm-hmm. I think seeing Isabella act the way she wanted to being not mm-hmm. perfect basically led Alma to just yelling at Mirabelle and saying what did you do to her look mm-hmm. at her she's not right. acting right kind of thing and then when Mirabelle tries to explain Alma basically just blurts out that I don't know why you weren't given a gift, but it's not an excuse for you to hurt this family, which kind of breaks Mirabelle. I think that pushes her to the breaking point where she's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm ever, I'm not ever going to be good enough for you, am I? No matter how hard any one of us tries, we're never going to be good enough. And that's when this big blowout happens where Mirabel finally voices out what she's feeling. She's like, yeah, you think the cracks appeared because of you, not because of me. Don't blame me for this. You're mm-hmm. the one who's not listening and kind of thing. Because that was that was an emotional scene to watch. It kind of hurt. It did. And, and I, the, the sad part too is again, whether or not Alma meant to, she kind of again shifts the blame from herself or whoever back onto yeah. Mirabelle. It's like yeah. she sees Isabella with Mirabelle. Isabella is the one whose like powers are out of whack. But because she's with yeah. Mirabelle by association, she just assumes, oh, Mirabelle had something to do with it. Because yeah. the last time she saw Mirabelle, Mirabelle was with Louisa and Louisa's power started mm. to fail. So yeah. it's like she automatically assumes that her granddaughter. Mm. Mirabelle is now the problem child and everything is like down to her and it's like you don't even let her explain her side of the story you never took her seriously when she raised valid concerns and concerns which you also knew to voice yourself or like yeah exactly so it's like why are you now kind of all of a sudden blaming her for things she didn't do if if Louisa or or Isabella are having issues with their powers maybe it's on them and not Mirabelle who doesn't have a gift who can't control other people's gifts exactly did you ever think of that and again I don't think Alma's a mean person she just doesn't realize that like you know her words have the power to actually hurt people and they have already hurt uh, Mirabelle before and they're hurting her now too when she's like oh this is all your fault and, and the way she kind of frames this, mm. like, you're lucky to be part of this family. How can you possibly want to hurt us? Like, as yeah. if like, they kind of took her in and she wasn't already, you know, part of the family to begin with. And so I think, like, that moment where Mirabelle realizes, like, I'm never going to be good enough for her. And there's nothing yeah. I can do to kind of mm. make her like me or be proud of me or whatever. Like, that's such a heartbreaking moment because oh, yeah. she thinks, like, like, there's no, like, if there's nothing she can do, there's nothing she can do. Her grandmother doesn't like her. And who knows what the rest that's of that's a hard pill for anyone and to swallow that's your family especially like, too because like her only mission this whole time has literally been to just save the house and of course her yeah. family and their gifts 
because exactly. I see how she saves her family and keeps their gifts alive and it's like this poor girl doesn't that's even have a gift that's all she's wanted and yeah yeah she could have just wanted and also again which leads us to a point where but she could have just been like yeah my whole family is treating me like shit I couldn't care <laughs> less so let me just go but I right. think this is something to consider because like at a point like this with family do we forgive and move on to protect ourselves or do we protect ourselves by just stepping away and not worrying about this again because it's always mm-hmm. difficult with family right it is so and like- i think it, it it depends too because again you know it's very easy to kind of make those decisions if you're yeah. in a bad place if you're in like mm. an abusive situation for example then of course it's a no-brainer if you have an out um and if you're able to and if it's you know safe to do so without exactly. you know, fear of like retribution or whatever then of course i would assume that the mm. logical thing to do would be to just cut ties just leave and put yourself in a safer or happier position but in exactly. a case like this it's, it's a little bit complicated a little bit more messy because yeah. again, her family's not me i don't think it's even not if malicious have, and she loves her yeah. family it's not the yeah exactly it's not it's, and if there has been like any like you know emotional abuse or something it's probably been entirely unintentional and accidental yeah, and yeah. i'm willing to bet that nobody even knew that they were doing that yeah. um because you know like uh, right after the scene and i don't you know, think that they knew his... it was happening to them too indirectly right because... right all those yeah again I don't think they realized yeah and I mean again you know like we talked about a little bit earlier in, in the beginning mm. Alma went through a really traumatic experience at a which young we'll age, talk like, about no, like, more yeah you know, like as is... a new mother you know she lost her husband and then she had to raise yeah. her three kids and she was given this you know Encanto which was great but then you know she started dealing with it in certain ways which unfortunately led to I think a little bit of like this unhealthy Mm. thing of putting all these expectations and pressures on her kids and her grandkids and all of that and it just it kind of spirals into this much larger issue but you know Mm. she's reacting a certain way to certain things and then her her whole family doesn't even realize like you said that they're kind of struggling under certain pressures and certain roles that they've kind of been made to to take on and so Mm. you know Mirabelle all she's done this whole time has just been to try and save her family and save the candle that you know kind of like the the thing that's keeping so the going. their intent yeah, exactly, yeah exactly and and when you know she tries to save her her grandma essentially just kind of blames her for it and so of course you know it's it's mm. tough because she still loves her grandma but like what can you do at that point right it's like she's done everything she can she and doesn't have a gift how much but she's she still bottled trying to up at that point right. you know mm-hmm. like everything comes to the surface yeah. at this point it's like right. just... so like at this point like you know after all this mirabelle just kind of runs away and she like you know it she just leaves and, and um, the house and, actually just crumbles and breaks down to be honest right, it really right. does and like yeah. after that you know all, of course her entire family's worried they all go looking for her so you know like they genuinely do care because i think if they didn't care they wouldn't do they it wouldn't have looked. Like, yeah like guys it's kind of a little late like not that you shouldn't do it but like this should not it should not have reached the stage so it um, shouldn't have reached it, the tipping point absolutely yeah, exactly I agree so I think with it's you tough because like again they're not a mean family they're not like like you said being malicious for mm. the sake of it um or even because like you know I they think, want to or whatever yeah, but I think it's it was unintentionally just, it's like a yeah. byproduct of like the way they've been conditioned to to you know act or deal with this. the way the kids have been raised yeah, or, or things exactly. like that yeah so like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. um 
it's it's complicated. So I don't think leaving would have really helped Mirabelle any, because also mm. I feel like where is she going to go? They're in an isolated village. If she goes into the village, everybody will be like, "Oh, Mirabelle, the kid that didn't have a gift who like left the the family," because you know they could they could spin any number of stories just based on that and construe it any which way. Um, and yeah. I don't know that. I mean, they don't really tell us too much about like the outside world, you know, beyond the village. But it's I don't think they do. Isolated, so I don't think yeah. that it would be easy for Mirabelle. No, the enchantment made it isolated because I think the yeah. original place that they were in was under attack and <laughs> they basically fled. And I right, think right. this depiction is really interesting how they do this in this uh, in this version where mm-hmm. Alma finds Mirabel and she's like, I never thought I'd be coming back here. I've never been able to come back here because that was the spot where it all happened and it's right it's like I think this is a good insight work for you that's so much for so long like dude mm-hmm. losing the love of your life is not easy it is not easy and fleeing your home is not easy it's like leaving everything you know and just having to move because if you stay, you get killed. It is not simple. right. And then I love the song that's in the background here because oh my god, that hurts so much when you hear it and you see what you hear what it means. It's like you find you show these two people falling in love, starting a family, but then they're torn apart because Pedro is trying to stop those attackers, but then I think he's killed at that point, and then that's when. Almost like breaking down, and that's when she gets that miracle. I love how they framed that, but then it's also really sad to see that it all is, that pain you consider... manifested the way it did. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah it's it's kind of sad too when you consider that, like, even though it the like that spot was obviously you know, or like that that time also was you know a time mm-hmm. of like great loss and trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, the Encanto and also you know having her three kids survive and, and being safe was kind of like their little miracle. And yeah. um, it, it's just sad that like Alma saw that and then was like had the right thought in the sense like yes we're gonna accept these gifts and use it for good but then yeah. she kind of took it to the opposite extreme where it's like instead of using the gifts no, like to further their own purposes or whatever and you know for evil whatever she yeah. she was like we're gonna be so good with it that like you know nobody can fault us and it, it was then yeah. you know yeah. kind of like placing all these burdens and kind of in a way almost like transferring Absolutely. I guess some of her trauma onto her kids and it was just it was a lot for any of them I think to deal with and she didn't really let them because she was so focused on like this has to be perfect we have to use our gift the gifts mean everything yeah. and it's like then the gift becomes like the best thing ever and it's not her three kids who survived and mm. not like you know their own kids and, and and all of that and her and you know like the fact that she's a grandmother now and she actually has grandkids all about the gift and so I think when it starts becoming more about the mm. gift and like the people she's with um that's kind of you know it, it's it kind of comes full circle like obviously she didn't start that way but um yeah. she comes back to this particular spot where Mirabelle has kind of just run to um yeah and it's yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of all hitting her all at once like her, the gift was never like the, the thing to prioritize it always should have been a family and unfortunately she was so concerned about like you know 
losing Keeping, what they found yeah. again yeah, right. exactly. yeah and it's like yeah. you have a family lady like you have a great family all things considered like they're yeah. they should be the priority not what they can do so much as like the people themselves and I think it I takes mean, her this long to kind of I, realize that like it she lost sight of like, I know I think she like, comes white, full the important thing. Yeah, yeah but we can't again she's not a bad person in the sense that mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think that this was something that she did intentionally but she right. was so wrapped up in what happened to her and making sure that something like that mm-hmm. never happens again that she forgot what this was all about for mm-hmm. her and who it was think, for right too I think yeah like, exactly all of a sudden it's like we have these gifts we have to use them to make sure that we're always safe and nothing bad can ever happen again yeah. and on the one hand it's yeah. like that's great but also on the other hand you can like even with an encanto like that I don't think there's any way to really prevent any sort Bad of like adversity or like, yeah you can't yeah. really control that too much but I mean you can control how you treat your family both intentionally mm. and to a certain extent, I guess unintentionally. And you mm. can control how much pressure and how many burdens and expectations you place on them. So maybe Agreed. instead of valuing their abilities more than the people themselves, start valuing the people. And, um, and I again, think, I, I don't, yeah, I don't it, think she meant to just be kind of condescending towards Maribel or just kind no. of dismissive of her family's, you know, like desires. It's just something that kind of happened, happened and yeah. they just got used to. And I guess to a certain extent she kind of just got complacent like oh nobody's told me of anything or talked to me about anything so therefore it must not exist but and that, um, must, that, that means everyone's okay kind of deal mm-hmm. you know like right and I also loved it, it's it, it's a very I would I don't know if I should call it therapeutic but it's also it, it's it feels like when Alma's like she finally is like I'm so sorry. You never meant to hurt us, and I understand. I, I, I just, it's just that I got so wrapped up in this that I didn't realize that this was happening. And then, <laughs> and then I loved the moment where she's like, "I asked my Pedro for help, and he sent me you," which is like the best thing you could say at that mm-hmm. moment, and I loved it. So that's I like, think it's also it's a good start. It doesn't yeah. make up for all of this, but it's a good start, I would say. Right. I think it's also the thing that Maribel probably needed to hear because yeah. that's all she's kind of wanted, right? Like she just wanted to be, to a certain mm-hmm. extent, like accepted. Not that her family yeah. didn't accept her, but they kind of treated her a little bit like the black sheep or like the auto note, mm-hmm. like, oh, poor Maribel, she doesn't have a gift. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, of course, she's family. We still love her, but mm-hmm. she doesn't have a gift type thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of saying like, you were my gift like that I think means a lot to her because yeah even like we talked about earlier she clearly has kind of resigned herself to a certain extent (laughs) she's Mm. not getting this gift but she still really wants one she just wants what her family members have just to be kind Mm. of included and be yeah exactly exactly for sure and um I think it's also great that Alma finally realizes that like just because things didn't happen the way they happened for everybody she else does it doesn't yeah. mean that they didn't happen at yeah. all like just because Mirabelle didn't get a door or doesn't have a gift doesn't mean that or like she doesn't have a gift that like manifests the same way that like Peppa's does for example Absolutely. that doesn't mean she doesn't yeah. have a gift it just maybe was delayed or it took you guys a lot longer to see that she had a gift mm. but um it's there it's just a different type or like a different form it's different um, but I yeah. think it was also again I think she definitely like Mirabelle definitely needed to hear that and I think it was also a very yeah. like moving powerful thing that she says like I asked my mm. Pedro for a gift and he gave me you 
like mm. you know like that the the weight of that i think like finally hits them both and they kind of realize that's that, like, just and that moment mm. of reconciliation it's a good start it was yeah not just between them two it. but also between her and bruno uh that was a really sweet bruno scene where he just kind of like pops up again, that like, was after 10 sweet. years and and her first and he's like no like, oh this God, is not her out. fault yeah, yeah. Um, and so his, I think like that he was... didn't want to face his mother, but his mother's mm-hmm. just broken down, and she's like, "Oh my God, my baby is back," kind of thing. Right, this is yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, it's just yeah, it was really sweet. But again, I mean, like this is why it's like a little bit more um, complicated than just like this, you know, la- like a simple like so can they just layers. cut ties and, and move yeah. on? It's like it's not oh yeah, God, it's yes. nuanced. There's layers. It's not as black and white as we would maybe want to. Yeah. And maybe as even the characters would maybe prefer it to be there's all these different things Mm. that would affect any sort of uh decision about leaving and so i don't think it's as easy as i'm just kind of being like all right i'm out goodbye i'm I'm not seeing or talking to anybody again um and so yeah i think that yeah mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. yeah and again like we've kind of maybe not we so much as me but i feel like i'm a broken record just saying this again i don't think her family is a mean family they just no i Again, you're absolutely right. I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just mm -hmm. everything with everything that's happened. I feel like Ama isn't intentionally being controlling, but I think Mm -hmm. what she experienced made her so, I think she closed herself off, at least a part of her that made her think like something like that should never happen again. And that, right saw this was through controlling every aspect of her family the way she did mm-hmm. I mean I think there's she like really bad to, analogy but yeah I when I was watching the movie I thought it was really bad analogy and I, I can't remember it was like a, a post or a story or something and somebody mm. talked about about how like they had like a, a favorite pair of skates and they were mm. like it was like their most favorite thing ever and so like they never used it and then one day when they decided that they were going to use it they found that they outgrew it so it's like a, a similar yeah. type of thing where almost like so determined to make sure that nothing bad ever happens that she's just focusing on like protecting her family protecting her villagers like mm. like all these other things but it's like you're doing this for your family maybe like spend time with them and like to don't find worry out so much what's about going on that you can't yeah right yeah. yeah like there's no yeah. way you can prevent every bad thing from happening whether it's to the village uh to the family whatever like the like preventing what happened with um you know the attack and all of that like that's one thing but then Mm. to go from that to like i'm just gonna make sure that nothing bad ever happens to anybody ever again whether it's within her family or the villages yeah Yeah, yeah, that's like a completely separate thing and it's not quite as simple as just saying like you know i'm gonna make sure that no attackers ever find us again like it's a little bit easier i think to to do that potentially than preventing every or any bad thing from happening to like you know mm. their entire family and then like all several hundred villagers in their village i know so um so yeah, yeah i think and, she, she lost sight a little bit yeah. of it but the end was was really beautiful because then there's like this beautiful reconciliation where i think alma understands that maybe she has been a little bit unfair in the way she's treated her family and she's kind of lost sight of why she was doing this and, and what it really yeah. means to have this gift and and mm. who it's for um, and then also like the reconciliation between um, Alma and Bruno and Bruno kind that of was being so sweet. The family and yeah, yeah. and especially because sweet. like you know he very easily could have been like I'm done with you guys like I have no desire to be part of this family and I think he would have been within his rights to say that because for 10 years I mean 
who knows what they did and what they said about him but they just acted like mm. he didn't exist or maybe they didn't talk about him because it was too traumatic painful both because maybe of his gift. it was too painful because yeah, it's because not of his just gift because, of his because gift he's their too. brother yeah he's a triplet no, it's both okay yeah He's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, it's, a, one it's part could have been because of his gift, but the other part yeah. is also because he's a brother and he's a son and also an yeah. uncle. And and I mean, for the kids, it's a little bit different because, you know, some of them were mm. probably really young when he left or disappeared. But yeah. um, for his siblings and for Alma, that, that's a different thing. Maybe they just don't talk about him because they find it kind of painful that their brother slash son it's is now gone from their life gone. yeah uh, and you know his gift being one thing i don't think they were entirely ready to like lose him but mm. um and also like i don't know i don't think it's ever made clear whether he left or like they kick him out but it seems like it's a little bit of like he he like maybe a little bit of both like he decided to stay away kind of thing i feel like yeah, i don't and know like they didn't they... like actively look for him type thing yeah exactly so, um yeah it's it's a weird scenario but it was really sweet to see them kind of all like reconcile mm. and like come together again even though like i said i think bruno would have been within his rights to be like no i'm done with you guys because um, like for 10 years yeah. he's just been living in a in like between two walls essentially and just yeah. hiding from his entire family. He's had to watch all these things that, you know, he should have been able to see, like Antonio ceremony. Or be a part ceremony. Of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like he should have been there with the rest of his family um, and be included. But instead he's kind of been forced to, to hide in his own house in, you know, places that his family for 10 years didn't even look or think to mm. look. So um, it's, I mean, I get it. It's also an enchanted house. So maybe there's some magic that also kind of protects him or his space maybe. and make sure that nobody finds him. But if he doesn't um, want to be found, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there's also that. Mm -hmm. But then the also the other cool thing that happens is yeah, their house is broken down. But then when they talk about rebuilding it, the entire town comes into hell, which is again a very good place to start. Because up until now, the townspeople saw these guys as their leaders, and then right, they, or like but their now they're just as helpless. Exactly, but mm -hmm. now they're just as helpless, and they need other people's help. So I loved how everyone pitched in, and now this whole thing is coming back together. And again, there's this moment between Mirabel and Alma where um, where Alma's like, "It is, it, it isn't perfect," and then Mirabel's like, "Neither are we." And then she's, she agrees. She's like, "Yeah, it's true. It's not perfect, but it's something to start with, which is great. Which mm -hmm. is a good start for all of them." Again, yeah. Also, I um, feel like thematically, yeah. it's great because the whole movie almost just been so fixated on like the perfect ceremony for Antonio, the perfect like yeah. you know proposal thing for Isabella, and like if the family's yeah. not perfect, if the house is imperfect, like if all these things aren't perfect, it's like mm. a huge deal, and. I think by the end she realizes it's okay to not be perfect like just because they're not perfect doesn't mean that like she herself is like you know that, that there's issues with her or that like the family's going to fall apart or like something catastrophic yeah. is going to happen I think like the whole like lesson that she learns at the end is like it's okay to not be okay and just yeah. because you're not okay doesn't mean it's the end of the world like I think the that's really perfect. something together. yeah like, yeah, yeah like, they'll get through it and so I think um 
I think that's uh, really important for her to learn. Also really important for like the rest of the family to hear too, mm. that like, it's okay to not be perfect because I think so many of them, like Isabella, Luisa, Peppa, um, Bruno, like Mirabel, like they're all so kind of focused on reaching these kind of unattainable standards that almost yeah. because the goalpost or finish line, whatever you want to call it, kept shifting. But like now at the end, it they all realize, okay, I never have to yeah. cross that finish line because yeah. um, my family no will love me. Fun. I'm good. Yeah. And like, my family will love me regardless. So yeah. um, I think it was really important that they all kind of understood that at the end, and especially that Alma realized that perfection isn't everything. And to a certain extent, perfection in anything can also be overrated. Like you've got a it great family, be. you've got like kids who are happy and healthy and successful. And yeah. I mean, they don't have conventional jobs, but still, but you've got they're great okay. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like, what more can you ask for, right? Like you're all safe and healthy and happy. So like, just mm-hmm. like that's that's enough right and I think it's that's kind of one of the start. lessons that, you know, yeah. that's what she like kind of realizes at the end that like it doesn't need to be perfect but mm. um it's kind of like that Lilo and still a uh, stitch quote like still yeah. good <laughs> so uh it's little yeah, and broken but still good yeah still good I love that. So um, I think it was really important that she kind of like understood that at the end. I'm so glad that she did because it could have been very easily like her family could have just been like really like affected by the way she was kind of treating them and placing certain holding on to this. Yeah. 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 And so it's it's good that I think they all kind of find a new place. Like they all kind of learn something and they all find like a new place to start and kind of rebuild. And I love, I absolutely love how the main door, the, the main door's doorknob is now for Mirabel. And I just, it, yes. it's a, it's just amazing. When I saw it, I was like, this is so I cool. Know. It was amazing. And I love how Antonio was like, we made this for you. And like, it was so cute. It, I know it was amazing. it's it was great I loved it and it's like it was so and then nice. the whole house lights up again with magic and it's just the mm-hmm. best thing ever and now you realize that she was you know pulling them all together she's that's her gift at this point she it's not conventional right. but she is that she she's is essentially like binding mm-hmm. them together at this yeah point. it's amazing yeah yeah, and I think it was just like first of all, like the the animation throughout this movie is, is like stellar. But like that final moment where you see like the cutscene yeah. bring back to beautiful. life, and it, yeah, it was yeah. just really beautiful. Oh God, yes. And and yeah, like the way also it's like it, it like from a story point of view, it's like so mm-hmm. symbolic that Mirabel, who is kind of like the 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 black sheep because she has no gift, and now at the end, it's yeah. like she doesn't have a gift; she is the gift. <laughs> like yeah. that, like the, the it's amazing. That was just great. Yeah. So yeah, it I was. think. I mean, if, if our ranting in this episode hasn't been enough, I think it's safe to say that we both really, really enjoyed this yes. movie. And I think oh it, also, it does genuinely give you a lot to think about, or at least I think oh, for yeah. us, because like we've been saying on and off, <laughs> like broken records for the past, who knows how long. Um, <laughs> her family isn't mean. They're not perfect, it's uh, not, but they're not yeah. like they're a bad family either. It's just they're all kind of reacting certain ways. And so I think that's actually what makes it more interesting because it's not as like yeah. black and white. It's like it's not it's quite not like, like, like Cinderella's yeah. story where it's like the evil stepmother or like the evil mother. Like there is no evil mother. There's no evil grandmother. It's just um, they're all just kind of flawed it's people. But that's OK. Flawed because people. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. So, um, it's just... I think 
it's it's a, it's a really good they movie. They did a good I've... job in conveying <laughs> the complexity of the situation because mm-hmm. I think family dynamics are always complicated. They are yes. <laughs> always, always complicated. And like you said, you are absolutely right in saying if, the, if it was an abusive environment and if you're able to let go, do it, please. But this was completely different. Like, <laughs> she still loves her family. She still wants to be a part of this family. I don't think the family, right. like you said, consciously realizes that this was what was happening. And mm-hmm. I don't think they paid attention to themselves enough either to understand that they were having problems with their own issues too like it's not just right it's just I I feel like everybody in there needs therapy man like (laughs) I can't say this enough I think they probably need therapy they need to sit down with somebody an outsider and just talk about what they've been through so far because it couldn't have been easy like the whole couldn't know and I think like that's part of the thing too that like you know it all takes them like it takes them all a little bit of time to understand that like they've all been through you know different experiences some like in Alma's case traumatic some in like Louisa's case it's just like you know letting the pressure get to you and and things like that but um you know there's probably healthier ways of dealing with it than maybe like you know in Alma's case you know projecting unreasonable standards on your family Mm. members and like you know kind of having like a moving finish line for every single person every single time you know that type of thing and um it it just takes everything a little bit of time to like realize that like just because they've kind of been brought up or conditioned to be a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that that's like the best way to be and so I think it just takes Mm -hmm. like something like in this case it like Mirabelle running away to make them realize that like hey things Things have been bad yeah yeah, exactly like now that we know we can fix it and even if we're not perfect as long as we're happy and safe and together whatever like it's fine we don't need to be perfect and you don't need to reach some unattainable standard whether it's something that Alma has said or something that you know somebody else has said uh, so I think it was, yeah, it was, I think the movie does a really good job of kind of very mm-hmm. subtly showing that like, it, it like you said earlier, I think it, the, the characters and, and the story comes full circle. And it does. Um, I think yeah. Alma was like so focused on like trying to do certain things. It's like, lady, you kind of did them to begin with. Like you had everything you wanted. You didn't really need all this extra stuff. You were just no. so focused on like, I need to keep my family together. I need to keep them safe. It's like your family is together and safe. Like as long as that candle is burning, as long as the Encanto is there, you guys are fine. You don't need to keep like pushing it to unreasonable standards and be like, we have yeah. to do X, Y, and Z. And only then will we be worthy of this gift. It's like you were given the exactly. gift for a reason anyway, right? Like, presumably some force or whatever uh, thought you and your family were worthy and it gave you guys this gift and if you weren't worthy I'm assuming you wouldn't get it but that's (laughs) a a little unclear I think again it's unclear but maybe so again that comes full circle to what she might have thought of Mirabelle maybe she didn't get Mm -hmm. a gift because she wasn't worthy in quotes I'm saying you know like right that's a whole mentality thing that I think she unconsciously or subconsciously projected which is not healthy but I think right which is again it's it's easy to say that she shouldn't have done it and that she shouldn't have acted the way she did but it's a complicated (laughs) situation I mean again it can't there's no excuse for how you treat other people but recognizing this and understanding. Yeah, I think that's the tough part. I mean, yeah. Alma, of course, had been through like a really traumatic event. And yeah. obviously, you know, she 
probably coped with it as best as she could but clearly you know they didn't uh like there probably could have you know found other ways of of coping that were maybe healthier in the sense like not you know taking it out on her family by being so like we have to do like a b and c in order for us to like get this in order to make sure that like all these other things don't happen it's like that's an admirable goal like that's having that goal is not an issue it's just working so hard and kind of pushing yourself to the opposite yeah. ex- um, extreme of to where it's limit. like yeah yeah dude. yeah like, like we have these gifts yeah. and we're going to use them for good but so good that like nothing bad ever happens and like it doesn't matter if like the gifts kill us or like our expectations or our quest to like fulfill this crazy dream kills us we just have to fulfill it and it's like that's I mean it's an admirable goal to have again you know wanting to protect people and ensuring that nothing that ever happens to them but I don't think it's it's a practical goal because you can't really ensure that nothing bad ever happens and um it kind of you know messes up your family members and like you said they probably all need therapy just like talk it (laughs) out with somebody and like (laughs) just like and like, like let it go and um yeah yeah, but I mean, I'm hoping like at, by the end of the film, you know, that they're all on their way to kind of rebuilding. It's a good and place to changing. start. Yeah, yeah, it's a good place think, to start. So yeah. they can only go up from there, right? So mm-hmm. absolutely. And if you guys can't tell, we've been obsessing over this movie <laughs> because, yes. it, like, there's so many cool things uh, with this, and I absolutely love it. Um, it's just um, again, Disney has uh, I. Th- they have a knack of telling these cool stories in these in in very unique ways, which is why I think we've it's become a staple for so many kids who, who it's like a rite of passage kind of thing. Have you watched your first Disney movie yet? Kind of thing, you know. It's amazing, right. and I love it. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and that's why uh, we when we watched this movie, we were like, yeah, we have to talk about this because oh my god, such cool things, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, so we're super excited about it. So, Cass, we do want to keep this ball rolling. What are we doing next week? Because we want to gear uh, our audiences up for this and basically get them ready. Because I think we want, I think uh, The Eternals is coming out this Friday, if I'm not wrong, right? Uh, Friday or I'm not sure sure what day of the week it is, but Wednesday. I think Wednesday. I think it's coming out uh, on January twelfth. Yeah, twelfth. So Wednesday, yeah, January twelfth. So it's coming out on Wednesday. Um, yes. So yeah, that's going to be our next episode. We're looking forward to talking mm-hmm. about um the was it the no it was the second Marvel movie that came out in 2021 yeah. the Eternals yeah. um yeah. which was I think it was something a little bit different and new for Marvel in terms Slightly of different. the the, the which story is why and haven't discussed the Shang-Chi yet but yeah yes. exactly. yeah we'll get to that at some point too there, there's so much yeah. content I mean it, it's yeah. like oh a, uh at least with like Marvel as like a corporation oh. or like a studio rather it's like yeah it's, they're just constantly turning out content so we could spend our life talking about everything oh, Marvel God, related yes. and I think we would like we wouldn't even be able to cover like a fraction oh, no. of it but oh, no. um yeah. we'll get to the Shang-Chi at some point but yeah next week we're looking forward to talking about the Eternals, the which, Eternals. um is again a very uh it was a very fun watch it was a very interesting it was, movie. It was, it was um, an interesting watch yeah, yeah because and and it's 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 interesting in terms of possibilities for the future of the MCU, basically. So yes. we'll, that, yeah. that's what I'm looking at here. And maybe after that, we will get back to the Percy Jackson series, which we left <laughs> behind uh, at the Titans Curse, because we left it at a very interesting turning point. 
So yeah. we're going to get back to that. But for now, we gave it a break because we were constantly doing that. And uh, we still enjoy that series to bits. Oh, we love it. But also variety, right? Like, <laughs> variety yeah. is the spice of life. So, and there's also so much, you know, so many exciting things between yes, Disney, absolutely. Marvel. It was, it, honestly, again, we could have just spent forever just blabbing on about things we liked. Yeah. Um, and we do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, again, we've said this before, we'll probably keep saying it until we're blue in the face, but if you've made it this far, or if you've listened to any portion of our rambling, thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you guys enough, it really does mean a lot. Um, And yeah, I mean, come talk to us on Tumblr if you're so inclined, we don't bite. Yeah, we (laughs) don't bite, we're on Tumblr. We are getting started Uh on Instagram too, folks. We're hoping to start posting stuff on Instagram too. So you know what? Follow us on Tumblr and on Instagram and get back to us uh, with your own opinions and what you thought about this movie. We'd love to hear from you. We live to hear from you because this is something we, we're, we're basically talking about it. So you guys listen to it and tell us what you think, basically. So again, like Cass said, we are eternally grateful if, if for the fact that you've taken the time to listen to us. And thank you. We appreciate you. We are definitely going to talk about the Eternals next week, and we are going to have fun doing it. Hope you hope you do too. Thanks, guys. Thank you. lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.